Welcome back, ladies and gents, to the AOT Chronicles and Attack on Titan podcast. I am your host, Chaz Mania. And wow, half the audience just fell asleep because that was so slow. But hey, everybody, my name is Ronnie Rue. How do you do? I'm Howdy Doody. Boy, I'm doing good. I am doing great. And uh, today we're going to be taking it slow on the... Just kidding. Let's get right into this shit at this very moment. Whoa. (laughs) Season 4, Episode 7, Episode 66, Assault. Yes. What did you think of this episode? I enjoyed it. The first time through, I was a little confused at a few parts. Mm -hmm. But the second watch, it definitely opened my eyes up to some of the scenes that I was confused about. And I feel like... I enjoyed it more the second time, for sure. I really liked this episode. I was able to take my hype glasses off for a second, so there were a couple things that I won't say I didn't like, but I want to talk about a little bit further, and we'll just see where we get to in this episode. But yeah, overall, yeah. liked it. Yeah, I completely agree. There's a couple parts where I thought they could have made it a little bit better, and then there was a couple parts where I was like, holy fuck, that was great. I mean, Aaron is such a maniac. I'm so confused by Zeke. And I have to be honest, don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm a little let down by our boy Armin. I agree. Could have been built up a little bit better, but we'll talk about it we'll when, talk it, when about the time it. comes. Hey, we're going to talk about it. And the OST choice, we should definitely harass the uh, producers of this show about it. Yes, we <laughs> should try and make these guys quit. I mean, that sounds like the only logical thing to do. But uh, anyways, let's get right into it. So... We start off with Porco, as we saw last episode. He's surrounded by the Devils of Paradise. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, Levi's swinging around, zipping through. We get that just gorgeous shot of Levi's face coming right up at the camera. The scouts have been running super drills because they are weaving in and out. You can't even keep your eye on one of them. Yeah, they've 100% been training. They look a lot better and organized than they did with uh Irwin in charge it's probably because my girl Hanji you know she knows what's up she knows what to do but whoa peak Irwin slander on the podcast that's not Irwin slander but my girl Hanji she knows what she's doing I wouldn't I would argue that they now realize how serious the threat truly is no Irwin slander Uh, you're right he's still my favorite character gulp into the microphone and Best girl Peak shows up. Well, Hanji's best girl. Hanji's best woman. We'll say Peak is best girl. Well, best girl's Mikasa, but... Well, you're right, and don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, you don't have to keep trying to make a name for it. You can just call her Peak. Peak comes strolling up with the good old pansy unit, and they just start obliterating a couple of our buds. Yeah, I mean, no matter what training Hanji has put them through, there's nothing that can stop bullets flying into your back from behind. Yeah, and then we get a sick-ass action shot of Jean swinging around. He's dodging the bullets, and then he just zips right through a window. Classic window break, yep. hides behind some like a desk or something or other. I love this, too. It just makes me think back to the good old top 10 squad of our, oh, yeah. of our uh, 104th. And it just shows how skilled Jean really is. He, I mean, he's right up there. He's not obviously he's not a Mikasa or a Levi, but he's a badass. And I'm glad to see later on where the Panzi unit has seat belts in these things, because I know that Peak is used to being in doggy. But if she moves around too much and gets out of that formation, like or that position, I should say, 
It's going to be really dangerous inside those turret bunkers, so I'm glad they're strapped in and ready for a ride. Yeah, I love these guys. I really hope nothing happens to them. So after Jean flies through the window, Peek realizes she's like, it was all worth it, me getting this equipment and strapping it on, if you know what I'm saying. Strap it on, boys. And uh, she's like, if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have been used to my full potential, so let's go. And I say, I'm not normally one that likes to deal with strap-ons, but Peek, strap it up. Because, let's be honest, my full potential, if I'm not equipped with multiple weapons and eight other people on top of me, just not that impressive. (laughs) So we still got Aaron. He's holding the Warhammer Titan in that beautiful crystal ball. And uh, it uses one last dope-ass move on him. And talk about what you saw right here. Well, I saw uh, a little maid inside of a crystal ball somehow erupt a tree from the ground, is what I saw, Chad. Were you seeing the same thing? I saw the same exact thing. And i tell you the other thing I saw. Aaron's face, or well, his Titan's face, gets a little bit skinnier every episode, I think. And I've got a hot take about that at the end. This chin is getting more and more aggressively pointy and sharp. And his ears are getting pointier every time. This shit is crazy. He is turning into a devil right before our eyes. But but yeah, that tree is the same tree we see in the outro with Falco. Okay? Yep. So we got a little... That's. We'll talk about that a little bit later on, but we think there's some meaning behind it. But but yeah, Aaron, luckily though, his left arm, he hardens up his... uh, Whatever you call it, his tip is not tibias. What is those bones it's called right there? Tibia. Tibias in your leg. Oh yeah, uh, it's tibias. It is tibias. Your, no, your elbow bones connect to the funny bone, and the femurs connect to the well, toe bone. Okay, so <laughs> he hardens up his left arm. There we go. And uh, one of her spikes get caught gets caught on it, so it he doesn't. Just hardens go, up his le- his forearm. His forearm. His left forearm. The two bones that I broke in my arm that I can't remember what they're called. Wow, you broke them and can't remember the I name know. of it. They told me like 500 times. Still don't remember. But uh, but yeah, saves his neck. That would have pro- honestly, if you think about it, that would have probably went right through his neck and nape and killed him. Yeah, that was a. Uh, it seemed to be the Warhammer Titans' last ditch effort. Yeah, and you know, so close. give a round of applause because it was quite an effort. Yeah, and I just have to think that <laughs> from inside a crystal ball, like it's just so crazy how much this Titan has changed the game, and I still don't know if it's Warhammer stuff or if it's just Titan stuff in general that she's just mastered because she's not even a Titan; she's forming yeah entire hardened trees. It's pretty and you might be right because Annie's done the same thing. It might actually be something where Annie could possibly do it, but I I believe that it's. Just from what I've seen, I feel like it's got to be Warhammer stuff, right? Just some special techniques. That Maybe. It's got. I mean, obviously the Warhammer, like the fact that the the Warhammer, the hammer itself, is formed by the heart. I'm sure she's got like a higher tolerance for it or has a better skill. But to be in a crystal ball and still be doing stuff like this is crazy. I've got to think that she's just. This bitch, Laura, is just chilling in this crystal ball, looking at everything going on, being like, what is happening right now? <laughs> yeah, forgot her name was Laura. <laughs> so, uh... 
So someone asked Aaron, hey, what are you doing? He says, oh, you know, just hanging around. Boo. All right. And just as that happens, though, Aaron saves himself. We get good old boy Zeke come walking on up as Levi just gets the biggest killing boner of his life. Hey, buddy, you're late. Yeah. Okay, first off, hot takes here. We didn't see Zeke transform. He just comes walking on up. Mm-hmm. What is this guy up to? I'll save it for later in the episode. I don't want to talk about it quite yet. All right. Well, I'm just going to say this, though. The fact we didn't see him transform, like he was panicking about the situation going on, and he just comes walking on up. This guy is a mysterious Mr. Man. Well, we knew that, and it's like I said, hey, where has this guy been? <laughs> You're late. <laughs> yeah, very late. And then that's when we get straight into the opening, correct? Or am um, I completely wrong? No, I'm wrong. There's a scene Sorry, Levi. terrible podcasting. We go to Gabby. Gabby is running and panicking. You know, she's ready to fuck shit up. Gabby is pretty terrifying <laughs> right here. I don't know how much she could actually fuck up in this situation. She's ready but. to fuck shit up, but I don't know exactly what kind of devices she has to enable exactly. herself to do such a thing. She reminds me of, obviously, the parallel with her and young Aaron, um, when Aaron pretty much couldn't do anything, but yeah. he was just ready to fuck shit up. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she's running with her little rifle, and Zeke, with a great quote, says... Let none escape, kill them all. And then we've got Chaz's quote of the day. Oh, early. Early. Levi then says, don't die on me, survive. Yeah, that's just great leadership by Levi. Yes. He, he gets the don't, don't die on me point across, and if that didn't quite do the trick, he follows it up with a nice survive. Yep. We get the obvious... Because let's say, all right, put yourself in the shoe of the scouts. All right, you're talking with your buddy next to you. You're getting ready to, you know, do some really impressive moves, and you just kind of hear in the background. Levi says, "Don't die on me," and then you go, "Oh shit, what would he say?" But then he says, "Survive,", Survive and you go, yeah. "Okay, great, let's do this yeah. thing." And then I, I would have loved if he said, "I hate pointless deaths." That would have been a great add-on there. <laughs> but it shows the obvious difference between uh, Levi and Zeke. Zeke just wants to kill everybody. Levi actually cares about his comrades. And then we got more hot takes about Zeke because it seems like he doesn't give a fuck about any of his buddies. Yeah, Levi's just like, I if, it, if I had it my way, you guys wouldn't even be here. Just let me handle everything. You just don't die. Yep. And that's why we love Levi. And then that's when it goes straight into the opening. Just terrible podcasting by me earlier on. Just not even surprising. <laughs> So after the opening, we go to Falco. Finally, our boy Falco is alive. Let's give a little round of applause. Hey, good for you, Falco. Good for you. Way too aggressive of a clap. I haven't clapped on this pod in a while, so there you go, folks. I'm a little hungover, I won't lie to you. I've had probably six hours of sleep this entire weekend. Yeah, we'll get into that here in a second. (laughs) So yeah, Falco's under some rubble, and we get a little liftoff here with... uh, what looks like a formed cocoon with the armored titan with hands around it. Am I? I was so confused by all this. It's definitely like his hands. I see like his fingernails and they're clasped together and it's like they erupt from the ground. So you brought up an initial good point, which I thought was smart. Like he's only partially transformed here, I think. Yeah. Uh, now, the part that I'm confused about is... 
Falco enters through the same spot and then slides down to Reiner. I'm just very confused about the the blueprints of this Titan at the moment. Yeah. I mean, whatever he did when he transformed, he obviously was just thinking about saving Falco. So he's in a very weird Titan state right now. I would, yeah. If this thing wasn't underground, I would love to see just the layout of this thing. Because I couldn't figure it out for sure. Yeah. And when Falco gets out of that thing, he just looks up, sees Zeke, Porco, and Peek just all fighting these devils, as he would call them. And that's when we get some really cool shots, I thought, um, of them. I think it was Jean maybe flying around Zeke and then... Yeah, I don't even know maybe if just it a was. I think one. it was just like a guy, but he's got some moves. And it was it was one of the more impressive shots that we've seen, how it swings through literally every single Titan that's on the battlefield yep. at the moment, or at least like on the, the Marlian side. And it was just really cool. I thought yep. it was awesome. So then we got Aaron. He's trying to break this crystal ball. Mikasa's throwing a thunder spear at it. Nothing is happening with this thing. And Falco says, oh, wow, it's Aaron Kruger up in that tree up there. And then he goes, no, it's Aaron Yeager. Aaron Yeager. I just feel bad for Falco. He finally found himself a good old pal, Mr. Kruger. I know, someone that was just on his side. He ends up just being a devil. And look at him now. So, yeah, Falco gets Falco gets back into the little cocoon and... He gets a little flashback of Reiner biting his hand right when Aaron's transforming in the most ultimate big brother move that Reiner has made this season. I love him. While he's tackling Falco to the ground. Yep. And he's just protecting our baby Falco. Reiner, he's such a good guy. This poor guy, though. I know. This poor guy's been through it all, but him and Falco, they're close to my vest and to my heart. I've got a soft spot yeah. for them. Super, super weird that you're wearing a vest tonight. Well, it's because I was going to make this reference. I'm planning it all out. Interesting style. So Falco, being best boy, starts apologizing to Reiner, but realizes that he's just completely unresponsive. And he looks like shit. His face is so creepy. It's almost like he started to form the armored titan's face like on his face, which yeah. doesn't... It's not how it works. No. But it just looks like he has a metal plate underneath his skin. And the creepiest part is it makes him look as if he's kind of smiling. Hate it. I hate it, dude. And it whatever, is chilling. I don't, whatever is coming from his chest, too, is just... If you thought Reiner couldn't look any shittier as he's been looking these past oh, yeah. few episodes, he's gotten t- two times worse. It's just like... Per- where you see the inside of the Titan, usually it's like bright reds and stuff like that. He's got like purple intestines just entering his body. It, it, he just looks sick. The, yeah, the inside does. of this Titan just looks sick. This poor lad. You know, Falco starts thinking too, and he's like, why is he not being responsive right now? Like, he's got the power of the Titans. What the hell's going on? And he then realizes that he has no will to live. Because he was literally, a couple episodes ago, just begging on the ground to Aaron to just kill him. On his knees, literally, just saying, end all of it. So Falco realizes there's nothing he can do. He just needs to go get help. And he, he tells Reiner, he's like, look, there's more than just enemies out there. 
there's Gabby, there's Sophia, there's Udo. Well, I guess it's just me and Gabby. I'm sure. Well, I'm sure they're fine. You know, I haven't seen them yet, but it looks okay out there outside of the cocoon. I'm sure we'll meet up later. And but, if they were to be dead, if someone tells me that they have died, I'm gonna take it really, really hard. I'm definitely not gonna be super quiet and not say anything about it. I'll tell you that right now. And uh, I love how he says that to Reiner, though, because, as we know, the only reason Reiner did not kill himself was because of Falco and these little siblings of his that he needs to take care of. Yeah, as if he was in a bad position when he was literally on his knees. Let's not forget when he had a shotgun inside of his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Zeke is just throwing rubble around and doing his normal old uh, baseball pitches like it's nothing. Classic beast. I mean, he's just picking up rubble and just chucking it, and it's going a thousand miles an hour at buildings. And he's learned some new throwing formations that we'll get into a little bit later. Yeah. So as soon as a couple of scout soldiers, uh, they go to attack his nape from behind, and Peek and her pansy unit, they start lighting them the fuck up. Yeah, the panty unit came to play today. They have pretty accurate shots. I got to give them credit. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, but especially with Peak moving around a little. Mm. I think she was a little still right here, but I mean, just the fact that they can just do, 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 just ride on target is just amazing. Did we kind of like made fun song? of. We kind of made that was a good sound. I, that is what it sounded like. Uh, but yeah, as far as even though they don't look like much to worry about, they seem to be pretty adequate when it comes to shooting target, moving targets at that. Yeah, and then we've got. Uh, you know, they start to go after Peak, some of our other scouts, and Porco just jumps up and slices him up with his claw. Another very impressive play. It was a great jump. He would be a fantastic asset to our adult co-ed volleyball team that yep. we play on. Um, We're 0-12. Yep, and for some reason, even at 4-11, you guys always put me right up uh, at the net as if I'm going to be able to block a shot or anything. I've told you many times I'm more of a bumper. Put me on the back line. But you guys always laugh at me and put me right up there at the front. And I just watched the ball go over my head for <laughs> an hour. It's pretty funny. That one time when it just slammed off your head and actually went to the other side, that was so sick. Well, that was my top play of the season. Porco's a goddamn problem. Okay, let's get into this well, right here. I don't know how much of a problem he is. Well, he's a little dangerous, man. I, I really dig his Titan. His Titan's dope. It is dope. He's just a little, he's a little hot-headed. He is hot-headed, but... The jaw titan is way better than we could have ever thought. Yes, I agree on mm-hmm. that. On that point, so Porco exits his nape, and uh, he's you know he's telling Peak that the Ackermans are hiding somewhere, and that's our biggest concern right now. That's my favorite thing about Porco is no one else other than I guess the Beast Titan. He mentions Levi a little bit later. No one's talking about him. Porco's never even met the Ackermans, and he's like looking, <laughs> just based off what people have told him, he's just looking around like the Ackermans are somewhere. Yeah. Oh, it's so awesome. They're just a couple of legends. And uh, you even look over to Aaron. He's trying to chop down on this shell of the Warhammer, and his teeth just make the worst sound ever, and my mouth legitimately started hurting when this happened. Uh, they uh. just all shatter, and it, I, I'm in terrible pain right now just thinking about it. And when they show him afterwards, uh, uh hey, just... you know what my note here was? Owie. You know what mine was? Ugh. 
That's Great a pretty note. hey, pretty good note there, buddy. But it's not as good as Owie. He then says that it's just like Annie's shell, so his teeth are completely useless against it. So, I'm so glad they had this line in here. Uh, just the fact that it points out that Aaron at some point has tried this on Annie. We've got let's go ahead and talk about Annie for just a minute here because we've gotten some feedback. One person, it was just kind of a random episode. They just said, "Hey, did you guys forget about Annie?" <laughs> No, what we were worried about is that the yeah. show had forgotten about Annie. He's like, hey, dipshits, did you forget about Annie on Paradise, you fucktards? I'm like, whoa, just chill out, man. No, but listen, man, we have it. We just watched an episode of Reiner trying to kill himself. We weren't even thinking about that. My And we talked a, lot, a little bit about this on the season four preview. Obviously, no, or not everyone listened to that, and I don't blame them for that. So let's really quickly... You have kept talking off podcasts or whatever about Annie showing up. And my whole point the whole time was, listen, either she still has to be in that crystal ball or someone better have her Titan capabilities. And you were kind of like, why? But this right here is the exact reason. The Aaron that we've seen nowadays, he's taken too many precautions that there's just no way they would just let her out of this thing and try and use her as leverage of some kind yeah. or anything. So the fact that at least we know they've tried this gives me hope. Well, w- at least we know that they've tried this. Maybe Aaron has been the only one to try. He could have snuck down for all we know and just tried to chomp on her without anyone knowing people might be like all right we don't need to eat annie let's figure out something else and i could see him being like nah fuck you i'm going to go do it anyways but i'm assuming this means she is still deep underground to where if she did get out of it at any time she couldn't really do much right is that your thoughts behind this oh yeah i'm assuming at this point in time she's still back on parodies being guarded by you know yeah military police the Garrison. Okay. Dot Pixis. Yeah, I, I do like that though. How you know if they can't do anything with her, we're just gonna keep her, you know, detained. We're not gonna let her do anything. But th- this is another thought I had. If Aaron actually did eat her, if he was able to do that, would he even get? Would her- he grow a vagina? That is a very good yeah, question, Chad. Thank you. Um, I was gonna say a giant. Uh, well, I'm not gonna say the word because I don't like the word. But I was gonna say clitoris. Hey, I got a question for you. Why? Why were you, why were you gonna say that? Yeah, just edit that one out. That's, that's a terrible it, word. A, I don't even think I said it properly there, either. Well, I'll I've tell never, you. I'll I've tell never you one, said it properly, and I've never found it properly. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you one thing, you creepy pedophile. You definitely did not say it correctly. And if there was ever a time where I would have put all my money in on the fact that I had a cunt coming my way you went with clitoris (laughs) (laughs) and that is why you are just getting better and better at this podcast thank you thank you so much but what i was gonna say is he's definitely not growing one of them bad boys but would he even obtain her powers because it is the it is called the female titan would it just go to a random female baby that's born it certainly would. Uh, or, um, it certainly <laughs> it certainly would. Did you write this story, Ronnie? <laughs> uh, I've been in direct conversation with all the producers getting absolutely shit on because they're just really looking for a friend in times like these. So they've told me the entire plot, 
and it certainly is. No. You're like, I really hope they play UC Big Girl when Annie comes out of her show. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out. It's great work. Um, but yeah, I've I've been in direct contact with Isiyama's son, and he, he mentioned the clitoris, as I did. And It sounds like a dinosaur. <laughs> Maybe there's a dinosaur that'll show up. We saw my dinos- top My top three dinosaurs, the, uh, the Stegosaurus, the Tyrannosaurus Rex, and of course the clitoris. <laughs> Dude, we still have got to have dinosaurs in this show. Am I not right? <laughs> Season two opening. What the fuck is Why going on? Why the fuck... Where a bunch of clitorises running around <laughs> behind the Beast Titan. Oh my god. I'm just glad Zeke's on the same page as us. Is the clitoris... It's it's not an herbivore, right? It's oh a, no. It's a... Uh, is it, it an omnivore? It's strict, what do you call that It thing? strictly takes in meat, oh, if you you're know right. what I'm saying. God, dude. I can't even think... Carnivore. Jesus Christ. I am just grade A stupid. All I can't right. even think of that. What is it called when they eat both? Omnivore? Nice. All right. <laughs> Who needs school? Yep. There's science class for you, folks. Is that science? Yeah, that's science. Okay, so. Certainly not English class. Porco. Whoa, I might be way off here. I, I'm so off track. I have no idea what we just talked about. We certainly about. did get knocked off the rails a bit, so go ahead and take your second to find where you okay, are. Okay, here it is. Aaron then realizes that the Warhammer is completely exhausted and that it probably used its final move on him. And he proclaims that he's got plenty of moves left. He's like, fuck that. He's like, I've got plenty of energy in the tank. I'm just getting warmed up. I can make my Titan look even scarier. So he gets out of the nape, jumps off in just absolute badass fashion. He is... Oh, yeah. Aaron is a monster, but he is also... Give it to me. Dopest fuck this give guy. it to me this guy i would let him just give it to me. <laughs> get to the note damn it forco basically says aaron is a monster and he's like he's this guy still has that much fight left in him hey buddy you're about to find out <laughs> whoa give it to me. <laughs> i was waiting on it i was waiting on it Peek says there's no need to rush him because they got control of the battlefield and they'll have to refill their gear soon. And I'll tell you this right now, that went one ear out the other for my guy Porco. Yeah, yeah, this guy is, whoa. <laughs> He's like, yeah, 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 I got you, I got you. And then she says the army's surrounding him as we speak. They'll be absolutely fucked soon. <laughs> Come on. They stand no chance against Marley. In a real war anyways. Holy shit, this is taking so much longer than it felt like when I was watching it. <laughs> Porco says, but if we take out the... <laughs> Porco talks again? Dude, do you not remember this? Holy shit, shut up, Porco. He goes, alright boy, let's take out this founder. And uh, he's like, he's not going to begin the rumbling if we can just fuck him up real quick. He's their trump card, let's go after it. And, uh, yeah, Peek's like, no, chill the fuck out, Porco. You're acting like Aaron in season one. We're going to f- protect the war chief from the Ackermans. <laughs> fuck you. Porco, like you said earlier. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm so ADD right now. 
Dude. Because give it to me. What did you take before you came over here? I just... I got way too hyped for this moment of the episode. Clearly before it was time to get hyped for that moment. Okay. Zeke gets a hard-on. Okay, whoa, this is just terrible note-taking. Did you forget to put the note in there? Which one? You never even said that he re-transforms. And then Aaron retransforms. <laughs> hey, this was cool. Wait, didn't I just say in badass and he jumps off, bites his hand in badass like moment? I did definitely said. I that. think you just said he jumps off because jumps I don't off know if you, his hand. I don't know if you noticed, but I wanted you really badly to give it to me. I know. I thought I did. All right, we're just way off track here. I'm sorry, folks. That then you just hopped and skipped right by it. If you did talk about that, no, we got to talk about this for a second. Okay, he retransforms for the third time. But listen to this, though. I it's stupid that I skipped over this because I had a whole take on this. <laughs> exactly my point. I told what? you. I'm you... hungover on six hours of sleep. Oh my since God. Thursday. This podcast right here. Oh man. I, Lost all so my I wasn't money crazy. I'm a fucking. Ugh. I wasn't crazy. It happened before all that stuff that I. Okay, he retransforms. Uh huh. He looks even scarier, and I've got a hot take here. And perhaps skinnier. Third, and perhaps skinnier. But this is his third time. And as we know, in season three, Hanji did say during the hardening experiments, he could tr- retransform up to two to three times. Mm-hmm. So we know he can do this. He's just gotten even better at it. In hell, that was four years ago. Yeah. He, I mean, he just, he's a whole different dude. I mean, here's the crazy thing. You're saying three times. One of them obviously was last episode. And that time he kind of had like a conversation with Mikasa. It took maybe a good five minutes or so. Then he retransformed. And I even made the comment, wow, that was quick. Yeah. Well, certainly wasn't as quick as him getting off at floor 18 and then jumping off the shoulder down to floor three. Yeah. And hell, he was the Titan before he reached the lobby. How about that? That was great. I love that reference, dude. Great. It's like, because it's an elevator, you get it? For some reason, it reminded me of the Tower of Terror, if anybody's been to Disney World. Oh, great, Beautiful, right? Great attraction. But yeah, he's just a fucking madman. He's he's a mad lad. You know what I'm going to call him? A mad lad. Well, what was the other name? Mr. Deviant Devil Man. Yes. He's a Mr. Deviant Devil Man, and, and when a- he's not in his Titan form, he's a mad lad. <laughs> Man. I... I just feel like we're on such an upward trajectory on this file. We are really just getting this thing down. Oh, we're we're doing it. Never mind the fact that you've gotten lost in your notes eight times. <laughs> we are really impressive. Bro, if I have to say that I'm on six hours of sleep since Thursday night one more time, I'm going to jump over this table and smack the mic out of your hand. I don't want to get too drowned out. <laughs> what does drowned out even mean? What am I talking about? I don't want to get too sunk down in our own personal lives that we stop talking about Attack on Titan. But once we get to the calling card, we're going to stop talking about Attack on Titan so you can take us through your weekend okay. of six hours. So, And everyone's going to hate it. I know. I'm sorry, folks. We're getting right back into this. Ronnie is a huge distraction. And by huge, I mean huge. Wide and huge. So, he says, show yourself, Levi. You are running out of time while Levi's looking at his watch. So Zeke is saying, 
to Levi that he's running out of time. I'm assuming he's meaning that the the fleet is surrounding the area. He's like, if you don't start fighting soon, 30,000 soldiers are going to be on your ass. Okay. That's what I'm assuming he's saying. And uh, we go to Falco. So apparently, while we were watching this, Ronnie said that Zeke had a giant watch <laughs> in his hand. <laughs> That's not, that was, I don't know where I saw that. I would have lost, if we had made a bet, I would have lost so much money because for some reason I was hallucinating to the point where basically the stopwatch that uh, Levi had, I had Zeke holding a, another stopwatch inside of his Titan. Well, it would have been even better if he was holding it outside of his Titan. It was and, just the Beast Titan. Holding. Yeah, you said that and I was like, it's like, uh, it's like Marley has a version of Big Ben and he just went and grabbed it and just looked at the <laughs> watch like, you're late. He did not have a stopwatch. He did not. <laughs> he did not. He was just telling Levi he's running out of time. Levi checked the watch. And then we go to Falco, who's still sprinting for help. By the way, I in. know it's not called a stopwatch. It's a pocket watch. So he grabs the stopwatch. He's looking at it. Then we go to Falco, who's still sprinting for help, when he runs into Magath. And Magath seems genuinely concerned about Falco. He's like, are you hurt? What's going on? Man, I just love Magath. He yeah. cares for little Falco. How sweet. He does. He tells him to leave. He's like, dude, get out of here. Um, I don't want you dying on me. And he explains what's happening to Reiner, though, and how Reiner saved him. But Reiner is for sure in deep shit, and it's all because of Aaron Yeager. So then we go over to a dock, the dock stations for the ships, the port. And we've got all that whole fleet coming, the Navy that... Maggoth was talking about last episode, and it's a lot of ships. They're on some naval brigades. Yeah, we still got some trains on the way, too. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, I remember the trains, baby. Okay, we got some trains on the way, and we've got the Navy right here, right now. And as one of the captains is talking, he sees a little sailboat. <laughs> this one guy time. in the boat, he is such an aggressive mustache, it made me a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. He starts telling the sailboat, he's like, dude... Can you not see that the entire Navy is here? Get out of here, bud. And uh, this guy's got a green jacket on with his hood up. Well, well it's not exactly a jacket. <laughs> a green cape up with his hood up. <laughs> like a, a yeah, cape hood. He's not wearing a, a, leather, a letterman jacket or anything like that. As he takes the hood off, lo and behold, it's Mr. Armin fucking Arlert. In the most non-built-up transformation of all time. <laughs> with a terrible look in his face, like he just does not want to do this. I don't blame him. He's a good he's a good lad. Just nukes the entire fleet of ships, which is so badass that they mm -hmm. had that plan from the start. Yep. Uh, Alright, let's break this thing down. First and foremost, this is a great... War strat, yeah. great plan. They needed to do this. Much needed. Uh, I'm just... So, some. I felt a little let down, but I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I got my hopes up too much that Armin was going to, you know, do something, say something badass, and then transform midair, or if he was going to meet up with Aaron, and then, you know, they were all going to clear out and so he could do his thing. It just, the fact that he, you know, starts to transform, we don't even see him after the transformation until later. It cuts away. 
it just something about it just didn't especially yeah. the, I, the second time i liked it a little bit more and i realized that's I how like, yeah this is super important they need to take these ships out armin is literally saving the day by doing this but yeah it was just one of those things which it it works for his character though is what sucks about it because he's such a shy just like innocent man he does i mean the look in his face he doesn't say anything badass but I expect that from Armin. It's not like Armin's going to be like, and I'm about to fucking kill all these people. Yeah. And he just does it. But I think, I was going to go back to this. Bertolt, when he transformed in midair, it was almost like he did that to cause less destruction to where he didn't kill Aaron and Reiner. Armin right here on the ground, this seems like it's way more devastating than when Bert was in the air. Do you have any take on that? Um... It definitely, because it craters the entire ground. Like no, you're right. There definitely was not a crater like this when Bert transformed. Yeah, anytime. Yeah, because it was like when Bert actually did his nuke option. He did it so high up that it just leveled the houses and stuff that were right under him, and it didn't really fuck up the ground that much. His was almost like a super heat blast yeah. that spread outwards, whereas Armin just. It just, yeah, all Wrecked the, the, entire, the ships, the yeah. water, just everything just got fucked. Uh, here's my take on Armin. I feel like he's been here for quite a while. The whole time Aaron had been in Liberia, Armin had started a side business with this little sail uh, sailboat where he would take couples on a on the boat to watch the sunset for a fair price right out there on the water. And thank goodness he did because this boat came in clutch. I just see him in like a white yeah. shirt, half <laughs> half buttoned down. He's just like, all right, I know the perfect spot, guys. And Everyone's like, what the hell is this guy doing? There's 30 Navy ships like just going by. He's just on a little sailboat. <laughs> He's like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> I'm just going out to see the sunset. And the wreckage, I did like a lot, though, when it panned back to our war zone area, and they just see the blast and the light and how the wind even impacted them from all the way over there. That was dope. Because we got Maggoth. Peek and Porco realized that, you know, well, shit, they did have a plan after all. They just fucked everything up over there. That's the Colossal Titan. And uh, Porco's so pissed off, he just goes running back at Aaron and Mixa again. When Peek tells Zeke that the attack is coming, okay? So we've got everything going on at once. This is why I'm talking fast and stuff. The attack's coming for Zeke, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> Zeke is just standing there... Looking straight ahead. Mm-hmm. What is your take right here? You kind of right. get into this too. Here's, I'm so confused. Here's my take. I think, I mean, Levi's looking. Okay, first and foremost, is Levi looking at his watch because he, like Jean later, he's waiting for Hanji and them to get here? Or is he waiting for something about the Beast Titan? So there's that to think about. And my other thing is when everyone turns to look at Armin's explosion, here's here's my hot take, all right? Is it a distraction? Does Zeke exit his Titan and leave, causing him to just stand there like a statue when Levi goes by, slices him down? We never see Zeke again. It's just the Beast Titan, just skull of a body, just laying there dead on the ground. Because here's the other thing that has not been paid okay. paid off. Zeke still has, perhaps, ODM gear that he stole from Mike oh, in season yes. two. 
Could he just zip right on out of there? Dude, that's that's where I'm at take. on this. That is a beautiful take. I love the, the callback to Mike. R.I.P. Mike. But yes, I do agree that he probably exited his his Titan, especially the second time watching it. He does not move whatsoever. Nope. There's no reason at all that he does that he should. Even when he gets sliced in the nape, he should at least like move his body a little bit to you know. Lifeless, absolutely and, lifeless. But I don't think Levi is working with Zeke on this. I'm not on that train. Okay. I think Zeke fooled Levi right there. I think he fooled him, got out of there, because he knew that he's going to get fucked up by Levi. And he's like, if I pull this little distraction special technique on him, I can end him for good. Zeke's going to transform again next episode. I would I would agree with that. Uh, here's why I disagree with you a little bit, and I don't even know why anyone would listen to me at this point, because it seems like everything I say is just fucking wrong. But... <laughs> The reason I don't agree that even Zeke fooled Levi is because Levi, if Armin starts to do this thing, Levi wouldn't even be faced. He, we know how much, even you said it, how much of a war path he's going to be on with Zeke, how badly he wants to kill Zeke. I don't think he would take his eyes off the Beast Titan. Once he, well, as soon as he realizes what Armin's doing. Well, he is hiding behind a wall, though. Like it's not like he's just staring at Zeke behind that wall. He he Zeke could have easily got out of his little nape area and just flown backwards somewhere. Too much of a Levi fanboy. I think he knows exactly yeah. what's going on with him. So you think that? So why would he see for the back of his nape if Zeke wasn't in there though? Wouldn't he see that he's not in his nape? When? A little. Well, we'll get to it. But when he falls to the ground, Zeke falls to the ground, and Levi jumps on the back of his nape, and then C fours it. Dude, Zeke's such a shady. I think it's all for show. You really think Levi's working with Zeke? I don't know, <laughs> dude. What is happening in this show? I don't Zeke know. Zeke is the most mysterious man I've ever fucking seen in any show, and I want him to be the front man of every episode from here on out. Because think about it. There's a shot earlier on in the episode when the Beast Titan first walks up, okay? And we see the Beast Titan in the background as we see Levi's face. You've said it yourself. As soon as Levi received the Beast Titan, you thought he's going after him. And he didn't. He, like, left for a little while and then came back. I don't know. It's just super weird. It's so weird, man. It's so I can't see Levi not... After his promise to Erwin, I can't see him not wanting to fuck up Zeke. If he's working with him, I'm honestly going to be a little disappointed in the show. I want to see a full-on fucking rematch. Levi and Zeke, not this bullshit that we just got. There's no way that he's working with Zeke. I'm and I don't, I don't necessarily think you're wrong, but it's just all super... So yeah, so that's what happens. Though. Zeke lands right near Magath, Gabby, and Falco. And Magath protects. When Levi throws this C4 at the back of... Uh, Zeke's nape. Magath jumps on Falco and Gabby and protects him. Magath's a real one. He's a fucking real He's one. He's an MVP. So, as we get that, though, the peak unit takes a few more out, you know, with their little machine guns, and it's then the Sasha... Sasha sneaks up, and... Fuck, man, this is just a sad scene for me. Our boy Carlo... Oh, Rip, Carlo. Oh, man. Our pansy Carlo. He gets headshotted right in the face. I love how Carlo of the panty unit gets his panties just sniped off his face. Because um, he was a great he guy. He was probably my favorite in the panty unit. Well, right behind um, the guy with the red scarf. 
Yeah. He was my second favorite in the Pansy unit. One thing I will say, I am so down with how Sasha is just this badass rooftop sniper. Yeah. You know, she's not zipping around or anything. She's just, it's awesome. And she's got on the top old, of the rooftop. She's got the old ODM gear on. She's like Levi right now because we we kind of talked about that I think a little bit. But Levi's got the the good old green cape on. He's still rocking with Irwin. I love him for that. And Sasha's still rocking the old ODM gear too. I guess it's just preference. I'm assuming. Yeah. So yeah, Peak then turns to Sasha, and it seems I thought Sasha was gonna die right here. I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought there was gonna be one of our first major comrade deaths when Jean comes swinging up, slides under Peak, and shoots that spear right at her eye. And just a, a badass moment. Jean is a real one, dude. He was great this episode. He was great. And then we get a few more scouts go on top of her and fucking thunder spear right all over the place. Oh, and the and all, over, all over the place is in the Carton Titan takes a thunder spear right up the asshole. I'm yeah, not, it's brutal. I mean, it's nothing that Peak hasn't experienced before, but it's yeah. still it's going to wreck her pretty bad. And I then think. she falls off the rooftop. I mean, just crazy shit's going on in this episode. And that's when we get to the calling card. And since you're such like a high maintenance person, like the calling card should have been your job, but you get up, you're like, oh, I gotta go brew coffee, and then I gotta go take a shit, and then I gotta uh, do this and fix my hair for the podcast, even though we're not on video. I came through with the calling card. Yep. And it was new ODM gear. Gear used by the Paradise Island Forces, which utilizes compressed gas and wire hooks fired from special equipment to allow their soldiers to nearly mimic flight. Though previously unavailable with the island's technology, the gear includes semi-automatic pistols, special swords, and some soldiers are even armed to fire shells, enabling superior anti-personnel and anti-Titan combat. So these things are rigged up. They're taking after the Kenny squad, man. Yeah. Our note on the Kenny squad with, hey, why are those guys flying around with three bullets? They were like, someone, I'm assuming Hanji, got to the bottom of that and was like, hey, yeah, that's pretty stupid. Let's get some of those guns, too. Yep. And so I meant what I said. Yo, let me talk a little. I'll talk a little bit about it. This I'll, past weekend. I want to, yeah. Why are you on six hours of sleep and suck? All right, man. So Thursday... I left on Thursday for a little bachelor party, you know, just the good old shindiggity stuff. Oh, I know. <laughs> the good old shindiggity stuff, huh? So, we went to the mountains, man. You know, we just chilling, and we go gambling. We go to a casino. Right. In good old North Carolina, because as you know, gambling is not legal in Georgia. That is where we reside. And it's a good thing it's not, or else we would both be broke. Yeah, so... Which you might be broke. Well, I'll get into that. You look a little down on your luck today, so let's... So Thursday night, we went. We weren't. Ex- I wasn't expecting to go, but we're like, we'll go tonight and tomorrow night. We go out there. I put in a little cash. I'm learning how to play some craps, how to play some blackjack, and I lose my cash. It's just like 50 bucks. I was like, that's fine. I learned how to play tomorrow night. I'm going all in. It's not, tomorrow night is my night. Tomorrow night's my night. So, you know got a few hundred in cash i got it from uh instead of buying some more (laughs) equipment for this pod i decided i'm gonna gamble it all so i can get more expensive equipment Mm -hmm. if you know what i mean Mm -hmm. we go out friday night 
stay out till six in the morning gambling and I lose all of my money. <laughs> I had about seven Red Bull vodkas. Right. I yeah. was just on one that night. I was so hyped up that I even pulled more money out of the ATM oh, no. and lost it all. <laughs> At one point, I don't know if you even remember this, I got a Snapchat at about 3.30 in the morning, and you weren't uh, hitting your vape. You just had a s- straight-up cigarette. I don't smoke cigarettes, but I smoked <laughs> a lot of them that and I, and I was like, oh, God. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty brutal. But, you know, so. all the donations and stuff we get for this pot... I'm sure you, it'll just go right back. You want to give us a ballpark of <laughs> what, what might have just a, I okay. I started off playing craps Friday right. night, put 25 in a measly 25. Right, nothing was up to 240. Nice. I was like, okay, man, this night's going great. I am just on one. No reason to stop at that point. Got all the way back down to ten dollars, <laughs> so I had to put in some more money. Okay. Got my money back plus ten dollars, so I was mm-hmm. like, "All right, I'm taking it out." And, you know that was risky, but I just gained ten bucks. I mean, I'm fucking on one tonight. Go play some blackjack, lose a hundred dollars instantly. <laughs> I'm talking two hands, I lose a hundred dollars. Okay, all right. So High stakes. Within a matter of three minutes, I've lost a hundred dollars. I throw in another hundred. Five minutes goes by, lose it. I'm like, all right, I've got to chill the fuck out. Things, I just lost 205 minutes. Things are happening quick, but the yeah. Red Bull vodkas are flowing. And So I pulled out a couple hundred dollars more from the ATM, and I was like, I'm going to go easy. A couple easy. hundred more dollars, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going easy tonight, and I was like, I'll just do small bets all night. I'm winning this shit. And a few hours go by, and all my money's gone. <laughs> and I went to go pull more money out of the ATM. Oh, my God. Even thought about doing like a credit loan, and, <laughs> and one of my buddies who was sober at the time convinced me not to. And respect to Carter for doing that for me. Good play, Carter. Yeah. That's so I only lost a few hundred bucks. By a few hundred, I mean five hundred. And I spent some. Dude, we didn't get free drinks there, so I also bought every drink I've bought. Did not count to what I just told you I lost. Uh. So in total, this whole weekend, I probably spent about $1,000, and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> All right. And, oh. oh, yeah. I was up till 6 a.m. every morning. Woke up at, like, 9 a.m. every morning. So I've got maybe nine hours this entire weekend. Well, it sounds like a hell of a time. So I'm glad to see you here doing oh. the We told that story. A lot of people have been going, hey, that totally killed the momentum. Were we even talking about Attack on Titan? Yeah. But we just want to show you guys what Chad went through over the weekend so he could be right here with you guys, with me, talking about some good old Attack on Titan. And I'm sorry if you think I've absolutely sucked this episode. I don't even know where I'm at right now. I'm just reading what is on my notes, and I don't even remember watching this episode. It's all downhill from here, baby. I've got the notes. You just have to react off what I say, and you know how my notes are. Next level. Just give me one second. AOT Chronicle Reactions coming soon. No, you did not. So we joined back you in on the radioactive that. wasteland that Armin the Colossal Titan has left behind. You did not just put on sunglasses in the middle of this. What? What are you talking about? You're not jacking my vibe right now, are you? Dude, what do you mean? Oh my god. Can I do the notes? Continue with the notes. Just go. 
So, we join back in on the radioactive wasteland that Armin the Colossal Titan has left behind. We see a little kid slowly dying from the boulder crushing his lungs and the embers falling on top of him. Okay, keep going. The Colossal Titan seems like one that doesn't change too much, which makes sense since it's basically just muscle tissue. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree. I like how his face, though, looks. Armin's face yeah, looks gorgeous. You can definitely tell they're two different Titans, but there's not. it's not like a Ymir Porco transformation or anything. But, I, yeah, I thought it looked good. Armin exits. exits great haircut. God, you are such a douche. That's all I'm just saying right now. What? You look like such a douche. You're jacking my vibe, but you look even cooler because you got cooler shades on. You think? Yeah, I got, God, just I got some cool frames, right? Well, how about this, dude? How about the fact that Armin just fucking obliterated children, and we're not even talking about it? Yeah. Hey, you want to know what's up with the sunglasses? Yes. I just, I hate that I'm constantly the bad guy, and then people um, swoop in to, like, prop you up. So I'm just going, I'm going, I'm, <laughs> I'm buying in, dude. We got way yeah. too much feedback saying people liked your douchey-ass sunglasses, so I'm just going full-on sunglasses. Yeah, because you looked like a, ah, you're just an asshole, and everyone knows that, and everyone loves me. I'm just Thanks, trying to guys. out, I'm trying to out-douche you, and people will probably hate me for it, but you know what? It's fine. I march to the beat of my own drum. Well, I always I'll, have, I'll, post, I'll post this pic on Twitter, and... I always will. People will agree. So, did Armin, great haircut, right? He, do, he looks a lot better. I'm so glad he finally got rid of that stupid hair. It's kind of dark. When you I'm wear so some, glad you got rid of those when stupid you went, glasses. Well, I don't too. want you to say that. I got so. the picture. I can't wait to post it. <laughs> he looks at what he's done, and he asks the spirit of Bert, are these the sort of sights that you saw? Whole lot of S's. Way I, too I many like S's this, talking dude. to spirit Bert. I like this because he knows, just thinking about Bert in the very beginning, kicking the wall in. He just instantly sees like rocks flying and killing children and shit. And Armin's like, holy fuck, is this what Bert's been seeing? I wish like a little ghost version of Bert protruded from the sky yeah. and he just went, yes. How much do you think Armin is intact with uh, Bert's memories? I don't know. We might talk a little bit about that later on. Okay. We're back with Falco, who is standing with the cart titan. And... Jean dives down as Falco says, please don't. But Jean doesn't hesitate and shoots his Thunder Spears. Great callback to when he hesitated in Season 3. Oh, yeah. He's learned. He doesn't care that there's a cute little kid trying to block him. But his Thunder Spear gets swooped up in something or other. Uh, Jean isn't sure if it's his fault or not, and I don't either. Although, your mouth, it's very small, so you just... It was gaped wide, but for you, that still means it's just like a little tiny hole. Yeah, you got a really small s- mouth. As people know, that's how I can't. There's no way I could be a uh, whatever they call it. Well, yeah, when um, we go to McDonald's, then you know they've got those really thick straws. We actually have to go over to the Wendy's next door and get one of their <laughs> straws the just ones? so you can drink. It's ridiculous, dude. <sighs> yeah, um, I guess it was. Was it peak exiting her Titan that the wind from it? That's the only thing I can figure. But, dude, you know what it is? Hmm. Paths, baby. They don't want our boy Falco to die. He ain't dying. There ain't mm. no way he dying. Wow. Paths are swooping down and saving his ass right here. Yeah, how about that? Paths. Good note. Paths. Definitely doesn't seem like the easy way out. So, 
peak is in bad shape, dude. Yeah, I'm somehow still extremely attracted to her. Just blood all over her mouth. Um, so Magath takes out a scout and shouts for everyone to protect Peak. Porco keeps falling further apart now that he sees that uh, she's down for the count, too. He leaps toward Aaron and is met with a mean right hook. Mm-hmm. But he manages... I didn't even catch this the first time through because it happened so quick. He manages to grab a hold of his arm and at the last moment bite the entire thing off from the elbow down. Now, when I say I missed it the first time, I definitely didn't miss Aaron getting his arm taken off. I was just like, how did he even pull that bite off? Because, like, Aaron punched him away, but as he's, like, falling away from Aaron, he grabs a hold of that arm and chomps. the jaw titan is a goddamn problem. He then claws at Aaron's face as he goes for the nape, but... The attack titan uses the crystallized warhammer titan to protect himself. The jaw titan climbs up a beanstalk that somehow made its way into the battlefield. I think it's just the hardened tree that the warhammer titan made, but the way the lighting is, it looks like a giant piece of broccoli. I'm just saying. It does. It really does. Uh, Mikasa, she's assessed the situation and came to the same conclusion all of us did, which was, man... This jaw is nothing like Ymir's. Yeah, that's exactly what I put in my notes. We've all been thinking this. Someone finally said it. Mikasa just came right. And then even Aaron's like, oh, so that's what the jaw's titan powers are. I had no clue based off that cunt Ymir. (laughs) It puts in perspective, though, how strong and uh, how powerful his claws and teeth really are. The fact that he can swipe his claws and make a dent into the fucking crystallized ball oh yeah so peak i mean she seems like she's slowly dying her body can't heal fast enough gabby says the cart titan unlike the armored is not known for its toughness what do you say Chaz? is she done no there's just no way baby girl peak is done for um i think it looks like her intestines are kind of they're like soupy, like mm-hmm. your mirrors were. She's got two. a very giant hole. It's almost, I think, like a thunder spear literally yeah. went through her stomach is what it looks like. I think she's going to make it back. Um, but, yeah, I would say her intestines are kind of souped around. So you really, uh, are you being serious? You really think she makes it out of this? Or did you just want an excuse to say that you think baby girl peak is all right? No, I think she makes it out of this. I, they've got her in safety. I think she'll... She's just going to barely hang on. She'll barely heal herself. Okay. And then, yeah. All right. I I kind of hope that you're right because at this point I was waiting for someone to pull out some Titan Serum to make one of these little warriors the Cart Titan. But I don't want either one of them to be no. the Cart Titan. And I it's think, just, too, that... She's definitely out for the count for this whole battle. I don't think there's any way possible she'll be back in this battle. So Porky's with them right now, and obviously they're not going to trust him with the Titan Serum. So nothing's happening at this moment anyway. So Gabby asks Falco where Reiner is, and Falco says he's buried underground and that he thinks we should just leave him out of this. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, trust me, the guy's having a rough time. Like... Uh, I could say that he's alive, but I don't know if that would really be telling the truth. <laughs> so she also asked, what about Udo and Sophia? 
are we just going to let them, or basically her point is, are we going to do nothing even after they killed everyone, including Udo and Zofia? And Falco doesn't really react. He just kind of stands, like, this is what I imagine should be the first time he's hearing this. Yeah. I mean, sure, maybe he's kind of seen the situation and put two and two together when he sees Gabby and they're not there, so he's already kind of made momentary I'm, peace with it. But It he seems doesn't. just like at this point, so much shit has gone down that he probably didn't even really register that. He's probably, he heard it, but in this situation, if you think like a little kid, the adrenaline going, you're just trying to survive yourself. And also, I mean, to kind of maybe his credit, these kids have seen battle before. Yeah. Like it feels like this should be the first time that they're being thrown into this, but no, that first episode they had bullets flying yeah. all around them. So, but maybe they're just kind of they dead have into they it. have been in battle, but this is just a straight up terrorist attack. This is terrifying on different levels. But yeah, they they are used to dead bodies. I'll give you that one. So Gabby walks over to the window where she sees a giant Zeppelin making its way into the battlefield. I love calling them Zeppelins. Yep. And where we see your girl, Chad, and holy shit, it's a black guy. Hanji! Hanji-san, 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 Hanji-san! Oh, she looks good, man. She doesn't have the stupid bandage around her left eye. Well, she only had it for a little bit, season three. She looks so good. Her hair is done perfect. Who is her hairstylist? Do you think uh, our boy, let me see right here. I've got a great note on it. Where is it at? Wow, you got a note, huh? Where is it at? Where is it at? Good to know that you've been keeping up with your notes. Oniakopon. 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 I wonder if he helped her do her hair before they started this mission. I. It's just beautiful. It's just gorgeous. And man, oh man, do I want to get inside that. Mm, okay, I think Hanji's nose got bigger. No, she looks great. I think her nose got a little big there. A little bigger bit of a nose. Just saying. She looks fucking great. Dude, how cool is this, though? They are in talks with other nations, and they're getting help from them, too. This is sick. Yep. That We knew that this, the conspirators, these are obviously some of the conspirators. Right. This is dope. Yeah, so that's that's cool. This guy's just driving, he's driving this Zeppelin around, and he's doing a fantastic job. Seems like they're staying true to the, to the plan, because the lights were meant to show them the path to get to wherever they were. I guess they didn't know where they were going to end up in the city, so they said, we'll make the lights, make you a path, you just follow the lights, and that's where yeah. you're going to get to the majority of the, the uh, scouts. And, uh, yeah, Hanji-san... The commander of the scouts. I love saying that. Commander that Hanji. Is, that is awesome, yeah. Yeah. She's had this plan set up, and this is something Erwin would have done, I feel like. She's a good commander. She's a good leader, and she's beautiful. And we get Ronnie's quote of the week right here. Because Hanji to Armin says, Talk about a reckless plan. You get possessed by Erwin or something? And Armin says... I can only hope if it means his strength is with me. Ah. <laughs> Rest in peace, my sweet prince. God, the goat. So the newly handsome Connie lets John know that the giant flying balloon has arrived. Hey, Connie, thanks. Didn't see it. Didn't hey. see that ginormous balloon that everyone stopped and looked at. Thanks for letting John know. I just wanted to say this too. You kind of left this part out. It's a little disappointing in your note taking, but uh, 
Arma did said, if we can't recover Aaron and the others, there is no hope for us. Just a great Commander Irwin line. How many times did Irwin say, if we do not recover Aaron, there is no hope for humanity? Let's go. It's true. So... If you ever miss that line again, I'm smacking you. Well, the reason I didn't say that line is because it seemed a bit too obvious for me. And this podcast oh, is okay. I'm seeing the writing on the wall. Uh, can't believe you had it in your notes, though. So good work by you. So Porco isn't ready for everyone to get away this easily, and he leaps after Aaron once more, but doesn't get far before Best Girl. Mikasa, don't know why you were trying to make peak Best Girl. This is our Best Girl right here. Baby Girl Peak. Mikasa slices both legs off in one motion. I don't know how this is physically possible. Uh, because it's Mikasa acting. And that's what I was going to say. That's exactly yeah. why it's possible. The blades aren't even this long, yeah. I don't think. We saw her <laughs> like, throwing four thunder spears with one arm at one time. She's just a fucking badass, dude. She just... So Aaron picks up the jaw titan and spikes it. He then rips one arm off, rips a second arm off, and then shoves the crystallized warhammer made into his mouth and begins to squish his jaw to make it open up. I like to just be in Laura's shoes right here. I like to just imagine myself in this crystal ball witnessing this happening. Now, listen, this was pretty graphic. But hey, don't say the word cunt. Watching all this is fine, but don't you dare say that cunt That's word. right. I'm just glad we're not using the word cunt in this situation, even though it's very graphic. There's no use for that language. Just watch your nice little show and have a good day, okay? So Aaron opens wide as the crystal shatters and the blood falls right into Aaron's gullet. This guy, it, it showed Mikasa watching this happen as he's ripping. Well, no, it showed her not watching it. Well, I was going to say she had tears in her eyes because even though this is a very necessary thing for him to do, it is so goddamn brutal and to the point where it's just like we have not seen anything like this in this show. He is on one this season, and I'm fucking here for it. Kill everyone, Aaron. Slaughter all of them. Yeah, and all of Porco's inner dialogue's great, too, where he's just like, this can't be happening. What is going on? Like, it's awesome. What is that face? You good? Yeah, I'm just scratching my back. Why did you look like that? It's just when you got an itch, and you itch it, and it feels really good. Obviously, this isn't going to trans... Uh, isn't going to mean a whole lot for the audio listeners, but why did your face look like this... When you, I just told you, when you itch it and it feels That's really good. That's your scratch face? Yeah. So, but yeah, after you called me out for that arm and shit, I'm calling you out because I was not watching Aaron. She was crying, though, because she, she knew was what crying, was happening. But she couldn't bear to watch it. Get your shit together over there. I'm, I would never make a mistake she like that. She couldn't bear to watch it, but she was watching it crying. Also, I don't know if you noticed, but I called it Aaron's gullet. Because when you open up that wide and, okay, just fart right in there, uh, and all the stuff doesn't even get into your mouth, it's like falling all over mm-hmm. your face, that's when you call it a gullet instead of a throat. It's no longer his okay. throat at that point, it's his gullet. It's like the, he accidentally shoves it too far in Porco's mouth and Porco gets the Warhammer powers. <laughs> <laughs> so then Aaron lets that sink in for a second, the fact that he just swallowed the Warhammer Titan. And then he keeps smashing the jaw titan's face into the ground as we get the best shot of the episode 
which is Falco and Gabby watching all of this out the window as Porky just looks down with his hand <laughs> on his forehand as if forehead as if to say, "Well, damn, this is not going well." <laughs> Porky's been great these past two episodes. It, it was just a hilarious cut because yeah. after that. It was just like exactly what I feel like I would do if I was in Porky's situation. There's nothing to do. You just got to be like, well, damn well, it. It was just like last episode when he tells Magath that the Warhammer's getting wrecked. <laughs> like, he's just been great. Porky's better than we might have let yeah. on initially. So Gabby starts to screech out of the window so forcefully that at one point I got a little scared. I thought she was going to fall out of it. And poor Reiner. He starts to hear her, and then Falco starts calling too. This poor guy just wants to sleep, and by sleep I mean die, die and quit existing. And he's telling them to shut up and stop screaming and stop the noise, but they don't. Uh, I can actually... This might be in poor taste, but I actually f- totally feel what Reiner's feeling right now. I felt this exact way when Travis was learning to uh, play the guitar... And I would work kind of nighttime, so I would sleep kind of later into the afternoon. So it would be like 11.30, a perfect reasonable time to be playing guitar. And Travis would be just slashing some solo out at way too loud of a volume, and it would make me hate life so badly. And I would yell, and he would stop, and then five minutes would go by, and he'd start again. That's what I imagine Reiner's feeling right now. He's just kind of like... Half gone, but he hears him and he's saying, it's, "Stop it!" It's it reminds me of like if you had a couple kids uh, in the future. If I ever have kids, if I can ever find a woman that'll actually love mm-hmm. me for once. Which speaking um, of that, um, I know it was a bachelor party, so it didn't matter. It sounded like you guys had a good time. You were the only single guy at that event. Well, yes? I I love that you asked this. There is actually two other lads. Two other lads. Two other lads. I told you there was a couple numbers I didn't know. Two other lads that were single. Nice. So we all uh, just made out and stuff. Cool. That's awesome. Moving on. Aaron starts to bite the jaw's nape, but is stopped by a transformation in the background. And it just so happens, standing behind one Aaron Yeager in his Titan form, is the 10th and lesser known Titan... And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the handsome Squidward Titan. The handsome Squidward Titan. SpongeBob Chronicles oh, coming soon. Yeah. Uh, but no, this really is the quote of the week. It was just too obvious, so I went a different direction. Reiner, right before he transforms, mutters, Why won't you guys? And then he transforms, and just let me die in peace. End oh, of episode. Man. Awesome stuff. What a awesome. line. What a and- Here's the thing with Reiner. He's missing a lot of armor around his arms and stuff, too. It's definitely... I saw this in the beginning of the season, how how much scarier Aaron looked. Mm -hmm. We know, obviously, he's a mad lad now. He's Mr. Deviant Devil Man. Exactly. So it comes... What I'm thinking it is, is your Titan has a lot to do with your mindset. That is why Reiner looks like dog shit right now, because he just wants to die. Aaron is on one, and he's looking more evil than ever. I like it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I mean, dude, what? how does this go down? I I will say this, man. I, are, I'm legit pulling for Reiner right here. I want at least a few good hits from Reiner because I, I love the dude, and he's just had it rough, man. I want him to at least get a few good hits. 
as a guy who lost a thousand dollars betting this weekend, yep. What would the betting odds be on Reiner winning this fight at this point? I mean, you might not want to ask me about that, <laughs> but okay. If you're, if I'm gonna put my money on Reiner, he's probably plus a thousand. I mean, Aaron, sure, he's had help with Mikasa and all these guys on the Thunder Spear. He's been fucking shit up. Now, here's the thing: he has got to be so tired at this point, yeah. like. Because he has been working super hard, so maybe that helps Reiner a little bit. But Reiner's such a broken man like I've never yeah. seen before. I'm going to be honest, Isiyama-san, he likes for Reiner to get shit on. He is about to get obliterated by Aaron. I'm calling it right now. Aaron <laughs> is going to fuck him so hard. How much lower can this man Dude, fall? He is going to get wrecked so hard just, and just barely be alive again. I'm getting ready to jump through the TV and kill him myself just so this poor guy can go to bed. This poor dude. I feel oh. so bad for him. And then somehow like Falco is going to die right in front of him. Like it's gonna be. They're just gonna make it the most miserable mad lad ever, Reiner. He's not a mad lad. He's a sad lad. They're gonna make Reiner the most <laughs> miserable sad lad ever. Uh, next Sunday, 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 the mad lad versus the sad lad. <laughs> Get your bets in early. Yeah, I would put my house mortgage on Aaron on this fight right here. Oh, all right. So, yeah, end of the episode. Any final thoughts on the episode as a whole? I wanted to get just into... talk about the whole, the outro with the, the tree, like the mm-hmm. coordinate type thing or whatever it is. Because I, I hadn't put two and two together. So we're watching the end credits, which, by the way, is my favorite ending credit of all time. Especially on so Attack good. on Titan. It's just really yeah. good. I love listening to it every time we finish the episode. And they've got like the the tree, and I asked you what is up because it's also on logos and stuff. I said what's up with like the tree thing, and that's where you you said, hey, what about this paths? <laughs> <laughs> I just know when we when Ymir looked up in the sky, season two, we had those like paths, the tree looking thing in the, the sky, coordinate, the coordinate. I mean, it's definitely you know some symbolic of that. I think too. I had rewatched, I think, either episode three or four. Whenever Aaron is talking to Falco, I thought this was a really cool thing that they did. It could just be me tripping out, mm-hmm. but especially when I, when I saw the tree at the end again. Um, and because also I had pointed out this episode when the Warhammer Titan erects this tree or whatever, it looks exactly it looks like, like that. the yeah. coordinate or whatever we want to call yeah. it. And, and I think it was Pats. episode three or four this season, and... Um, Aaron is talking to Falco on the bench, and behind him is the shadow of a tree that is right beside them, and it looks the exact same way. And I thought that is either an awesome, like, symbolic thing that they did, or it's just they just did the shadow of a tree, yeah. and I'm just bullshitting my way through it. But I feel like it's definitely something that Isiyama son did. Because that's a big concern of yours going forward from here, because at this point, like, we are almost halfway through this. And you keep saying they've got to get into these paths. They have to, they've man. got to get you into can't, You can't end season three with the owl making those remarks and having such a big discussion about it and then just never talk about it again. Yep. This isn't Game of Thrones. Uh, <laughs> that was the lamest fist bump I've ever seen. I've never watched Game of Thrones, guys, so I have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, no, Chad actually sucks so hard that he's the type of guy 
who came over to my house as a person who's watched all Game of Thrones, read the books, just to sit and watch the Battle of Winterfell, just just to experience. Yeah, I read the books because I'm. Hey, how about you read some manga, bro? I'm just I'm scared. I don't know which way to turn the pages. I'm just nervous. I just need someone to encourage me a little bit more and tell me which is a good one to start out on. Okay. But with that being said, we also want to do one final thing before we get out of here. Let's do our because I said we're almost halfway through this. Let's do our top five characters thus far. All right, I'm writing mine down as we speak. Season so I'll let four you started well. out. Why would that be the case, Chaz? Because I told you before we started, I said, hey, you want to do our top five character list? And you said, yes. <laughs> and then we didn't restart, start recording for another seven minutes. I I'm, I apologize. I know. But since there hasn't been a lot of action, start it off for me. I'm almost done. All right. So number five, I'm going with Gabby. Good one. That's a great pick. Number five, I'm also going with Gabby. Wow, look at this guy. Number four comes in with Falco. Falco, okay. I'm going to go with Peek on number four. Ooh, really? Um, Yeah, I just, you know, she's baby girl Peek. And baby girl Peek, you know? All right. She comes in clutch, too. She's pretty witty with it. Okay. Get witty with it. Uh, number three for me, he just makes me so sad in a way that... Uh, enthralls me reiner braun reiner braun great pick great pick enthralls me shut up <laughs> number three i'm gonna go with aaron yeager number three okay number two i've got magath magath this guy's biggest surprise of season four for me character wise i like this guy okay i'm uh i kind of messed up i'm not gonna lie to you i kind of messed up my thing I'm going to change Gabby to Magath. I'll have oh, Gabby wow. at number six right behind him. I don't know why I forgot about him. I, so, what? So okay, you just blew this entire thing up. So now Gabby's six. Okay, Gabby's Magath six. Magath is five. Magath is five. Because you forgot about Magath. That's what's happening. Peak is four. Number three, Aaron Yeager. Because you forgot about Magath? Is that what's and going on? number two. Is it because you forgot about Magath? Is that what's happening? Okay, yes. So I forgot you about slid Magath. him in at level five? Behind <sighs> Peak? I had to <laughs> shut up. I mean... Baby girl peak, man. Oh my god. There. Hey, turn your dick off, buddy. Number two, Falco Grice. What number did you say that was? Number two. Okay. No, uh, I, I'm all in on Falco, dude. No, well, that sounds wrong. Whoa. I just <laughs> told you to turn the dick off. Stop it. <laughs> I'm I am here for Falco. I want this guy to be the last one alive. I want everyone in the show to die. Not a single one living, but Falco. Just be careful. Hey, where is help me remember what's going on with colt colt is running off looking for falco he still doesn't know where he's at it's weird that we didn't see him this episode yeah it is he but he uh he's just running away looking for falco yeah that would be kind of cool all right here's a little hot take uh just throwing it out there while he's running around looking for all this he like bumps into zeke somewhere and they have like this awkward showdown because he's like, "Why aren't you helping everyone?" And oh my dude, how crazy would like, it be if Zeke transformed and then just stomped on Colt? And it'd just be off. super cool because we know Colt's yeah. in line for the Beast Titan, and we just see those two. Oh, and then the whole thing is Falco going after Zeke. Just my little hot take there. Uh, and then number one for me is Aaron. 
And I can't believe Aaron Yeager has climbed the leaderboards yeah. to the number one spot. Honestly, so much of it is just because I was so scared how they were going to treat his character, and they just went all in on it. Mm-hmm. And it's paying off because it's making some great television. Great, yeah. You're completely right about that. I have a feeling Aaron, by the end of this season, will 100% be my favorite. The only reason I'm going with this number one is because this focus was way more on this guy uh, this first half of the season that we've watched, but I'm going with Reiner Braun. I love the first few episodes, his whole backstory, and just his sadness, depression. It just fills my heart with joy. Yeah. I said it enthralled me. You said it fills your heart with joy. Both interesting word choices. Uh, He's too sad. I couldn't put him at the top, but I'm loving how sad this guy is. What am I saying? How much of a fucking upgrade with Aaron, though? I mean, this guy... We, I don't think if, I ever even put him on my top list. Oh, maybe, yeah. maybe once in the past three I, seasons. I remember he got he, somewhere in the middle for me at one point. But. Okay. But yeah, he is a goddamn savage. But yeah, I mean, what was I getting ready to say? I completely forgot. Moving on. Anything else you have left? I think that's about it. For the people. We've probably missed something huge. I, like I said, I'm in a foggy state right now. Yeah. This is why this pod probably sucked we, a little. Listen, we we had technical difficulties when I first got to the studio today. We, yeah. uh, you're, we normally watch on your Xbox because, of course, you're like a goddamn gamer. And it had to update for like eight hours. So then yeah. we watched on your laptop the first time through. and we Beautiful f- graphics. So we just cuddled up, you know, our yeah. thighs were touching each other, and it was, you know, warm was a word that I would use to describe it. And then we were able to take the notes on the bigger television. We really struggled through this one, but we yeah, got it. We got it done. I hope you at least enjoyed it a little. I'm um, sure we made mistakes, but hey, yeah. that's why we have an email at the podcast chronicles at gmail.com for you guys to... Let us know some points that you would like to talk about and help us out with. And tell me how bad I sucked this episode. If you want to tell me to get some sleep, go right on ahead. Um, I'm sure he's getting ready to make some sort of comment about how you can send him money. He's just kidding. Well, those I'm don't exist. Really uh, and I wish then we had those. follow us on Twitter at Podcast Chronics. Subscribe to us on YouTube. I always have a hard yeah. time with. Give subscribe. us a thumbs up on YouTube too. It uh, helps with the traction. But that's enough of us pimping ourselves out. Thanks for tuning in. I've been so happy with all the new people coming in. We've got more listeners every week, and yep. it's just been a lot of fun for us. We're having a hell of a time. We are. And that's we'll why see we're doing you next this for free. Week. Jeez. Uh, we'll see you guys. Hey, no voice crack. Yeah. Peace. Peace.